27 this morning as we open up the Word of God. We'll just gather up around the table of God and keep on eating. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying for us. I was hoping we'd feel much better today. We are some better, but uh, still battling the bronchitis. The pneumonia's cleared up according to the x-rays from Wednesday, but uh, the Lord's got a plan. I'm glad my wife was able to get out today. She's a doctor put her out till Tuesday from Wednesday. That's not her. You know she must feel real bad if she don't go to work. So we'll take up an offering for the black children here in a little bit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I ain't got but one child at home now, right? Okay. Matthew chapter 27. You have your place? Say amen. Amen. Let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's word and prayer for the message. We'll look at verse number 3 through number 8 and then verse 24 and 25. The Bible says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it's not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and brought with them the potter's field bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Verse number 24. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, say, I am innocent of the blood of Of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people. And said. His blood be on us. And. On our children. I want to preach with this thought in mind. This morning with God being my helper. The innocent blood. Let us pray. Our father. Lord we thank you for the good songs. The good time of testimony this morning. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd undergird us with power from heaven. Lord, I pray that you would touch my voice, the throat, God. I pray in the lovely name of Jesus that you will help us to accomplish what you've laid on our heart today. Father, I love you. I thank you for the blood that your son shed on Calvary's hill. For where our sins could be forgiven and cleansed. And God, I pray today, dear God, that you would help us in this service to be closer unto you than we've ever been before. And Lord, when the invitation's given, may this altar look ever so close and the back doors there look a million miles away. God, we'll thank you for everything that is done. In Jesus' precious name, we do humbly ask and pray. 
Amen. 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 Of course, you have here in the Scripture the familiar account of Judas as he has a dialogue with those that he has made a covenant with to betray the Lord. There in verse 3 and then in verse 4, it mentions the innocent blood. Often that Scripture there is misquoted. Folks, I'm here to tell you there'll come a day, and I believe we're living in that day today, that people will deny the Word of God. There's even a time amongst Free Will Baptists uh, uh, many years ago that they wanted to deny the divinity of the power of the blood of Christ. But I'm here to tell you, everything about Jesus was divine. Everything from His blood, from His spittle, uh, to His sweat, uh, to His fingernails, uh, to the skin and the molecules of His body was divine divine. Everything that was created by God uh, through Him to be our Savior. For if He had anything that was not divine, uh, my friend, He could have not have been our Savior. He was a sinless blood of the Lamb. He was a sinless Lamb for you and I uh, to forgive us of our sins. And it really irks me today uh, that people try by the use of Satan uh, influencing them uh, to belittle the Bible and their descendants sensitizing people when others began to belittle the blood. There was a time that I went into a store. A lady recognized me and she said, Preacher, will you please pray for our church? I said, Yes, ma'am, I sure will. She said, Well, let me tell you what's happened. I said, No, ma'am, please don't. Uh, Let me just pray for your church. She said, I've got to tell you, they went through every hymn book and took out every page that has anything to do about the blood. He said, the new pastor came in town uh, and removed all the Bibles from the pews uh, and put in other Bibles where no blood is mentioned in the Word of God. Listen, they may say it's a bloody book. Uh, I've got news for you this morning. It is a bloody book. Uh, All the way from Genesis, uh, all the way to the book of Revelation, uh, you'll see a scarlet thread of blood. uh, The blood of Jesus from the very beginning to the very end. We ought to be glad today that we're washed and covered in the glorious blood of the Lamb. Why would somebody say that His blood is not divine? Why would somebody say that the darling Son of God had anything about Him that was not perfect and godly? I don't understand that. There's so-called theologians of our own day that have belittled the blood saying it was ordinary man's blood. I'm here to tell you, it's not ordinary man's blood. For ordinary man's blood couldn't save us. If it was ordinary man's blood, Brother Joe, you could have went to the cross and died for us. Brother Cliff, you could have went and died for us. It wasn't ordinary blood. It was divine blood. Divine blood of the precious blood of the Lamb. It don't matter what sign that hangs on your door. If you haven't been through the blood, you're not going to God's heaven. not interested today in your relationship with the world. I just want to know what's your relationship with the blood. I want to know where you stand on the blood of Jesus today because it is and was divine blood and it is innocent blood today. I see the purity of this blood. In verse number 4, the Bible says, I have sinned and that I have betrayed 
the innocent blood. The innocent blood. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. And you know what? I don't find none either. Huh? It didn't take the blood of a good man. It took the blood of a God man. 100% sinless. 100% pure. It didn't take the blood of rams and bulls and goats and cows. But it took the blood of a sinless lamb of God. I'm talking about a man named Jesus. That walked this earth some 33 and a half years of perfection. Many people say there's no way Satan must have gotten to him and tempted him. Satan did get to him and tempt him. But oh, he just followed back with power from the word of God and saying I shall not live or man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God that right there my friend will tell you that he is the God of heaven oh but if you're if you're who you say you are I know you're hungry go ahead and turn that stone into bread oh I know if you know who you say you are if you are who you are why don't you jump off of this cliff jump off of this mountain and have the angels to save yourself uh, if you're the God of heaven. No, no, no. He doesn't have to prove anything. Oh, but if you'll bow down and worship me, he said you can have all of this. Uh, Little did the devil know he already owned it all anyway. I thank God today. He owns me. He owns you. He's got bragging rights and bought me by his precious blood. It was a pure blood. And I thank God that it is uh, the purity of the blood that can save the vilest of lost sinners. Uh, Many people say preacher you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter what you've done because Jesus can forgive you. I see the purity of the blood in this scripture but I see the price of the blood. In verse number 6 the Bible says the chief priest took the silver pieces and said it's not lawful for her to put into the treasury because it is the price of blood. 30 pieces of silver. We've pointed our religious fingers in the face of Judas all these years. He was worth 30 pieces of silver to Judas. But let me ask you this. How much is he worth to you? How much is he worth to you? To some of you, he may not be worth 30 pieces of silver. Right. Many a people have sold their soul to the devil for a lot less Amen. than 30 pieces of silver. May I say he's worth every fiber of our being tonight, today. Yeah. Judas is not a popular name. You don't see many people named Judas. Has a distaste to it. Why is it? Because Judas means backstabber. Judas means traitor. One that you cannot trust. You won't see many people named Judas. How much is it worth to you? It ought to mean something to you today. It ought to mean something to you that the God of heaven went to the cross of Calvary willingly and died for you and I. It ought to mean something to our faithfulness to the house of God. Yeah. It ought to mean something to our love for the, for the brethren. It ought to mean something to our love for the church. 
It only means something to us for what Jesus has done for us. Folks, I'm here to tell you. Jesus has been better to me than anybody else I know of. And some of you could probably argue with me on that. Some of you could probably, uh, they've got some great stories and I don't have many great stories to tell you. But I know that I'm not what I should have been because of what God's done for me. I know that I'm saved today and on my way to heaven because of what Jesus done for me. I know that I'm washed and covered in the precious blood of the Lamb. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that one day heaven's going to be my home. No matter what the devil may say. And he's going to come to you. And he's going to tempt you. And he's going to try to pull you away. And try to discourage you. And fight you every step of the way. But my friends, you just remember the word of God that says greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And my friend, if we can remember that, the devil does have power today. But thank God he don't have all power. Because the all-knowing God, the all-present, all-powerful God of heaven today is the one that we can trust. And if you haven't trusted in him, you should before you leave this place today. The price of the blood. I see the purchase of the blood in verse 7 and 8. And they took counsel and brought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Let me ask you, what did the blood do for you? Amen. Why did Jesus have to shed his blood? In these two verses, I find three things. The blood purchased a place to bury things in. I'm glad my sins are buried today. I'm glad that Jesus said, I'll take them and cast them as far as the east is to the west. I'm glad to know that He said, I'll bury them into the deepest parts of the sea. That's the God that we serve today. He purchased a place to bury things which is our sins. And He purchased a place, secondly, for strangers. You and I were strangers in this world. You and I were aliens, my friend, to the will of God. You and I were strangers. But my friend, we got adopted into the family of God. And I became a child of the King. January 3 of 90. You may remember the day that you became a child of the king and royal blood became rolling through your veins and flowing through you. And I'm glad today that I'm part of royalty. I don't have a whole lot. I may not look much. I can't preach the best. I can't sing the best. But there's one thing about it. I can't get denied out of the family because I belong to the child of the king. Amen. Listen, I am a child. Of the darling King of glory today. The purchase of the blood. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. And that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus under good works. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That at that time you were without Christ being aliens. Listen, 
from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from a covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. I can get close to Christ because I come by the way of the blood. It's a precious blood. It's a pure blood. It's a purchasing blood. I'm glad I can be brought nigh unto Him. By the blood. But not only that. The Bible says. We can take from this scripture. But the blood has bought a place for the broken. You've been broken. But thank God He don't throw the clay away. He'll make us remade. Amen. Preacher Ed Ballou, the old preacher, said his daddy was a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. And he said his mama was a white woman. He said, I'm a product of an interracial marriage, but I'm a full-blooded child of God. That's good, ain't it? You may be from the north. You may be from the south. You may be from the east. You may be from the west. But it takes one ticket to get you in the gate of heaven. And it's the blood of Jesus. We're broken pieces of pottery today. But aren't you glad that he can pick up the clay. And mold it. And make it to what it is. To where you and I can be remade in his image. Listen, I don't understand this crap. I heard it the other way. The other day. The homosexuals, they were out there saying, oh, but we were born this way. The Bible said that man is created in the image. In the image and likeness of God. Jesus wasn't that way. God wasn't that way. They wasn't born that way. That was a cop out. It's sin. It's an abomination unto God. The scripture's plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. Amen. Oh, I was born that way. No, you wasn't born that way. You was born a sinner. Yeah. The, have you ever noticed you don't have to teach babies how to lie? Right. They come out of the womb deceiving you. <laughs> they come out of the womb lying. Yeah. Did you do that? No. <laughs> Nobody had to teach that kid to lie. Right. That's the sinful nature. Yeah. Sinful nature. But I'm glad one day. This sinful nature. Was overtaken. By the blood of Calvary. I still fall short. Brother Harold. I still fail him daily. I'm not perfect. I try to do what God's called me to do. And that's all I can do. But I tell you what. I wouldn't be what I am today if it wasn't for His blood. That innocent blood that was shed for me on Calvary. I'm glad that I know with a shadow of a doubt that He shed His blood for me. But He arose on the third day to make intercession for you and I. Hallelujah. How about the person of the blood in verse number 24. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made. He took water, washed his face before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood, this just person. See ye to it. Just person. In other words, no one ever walked like this man. Amen. He was man, 
But yet he was God. Amen. People say he's 50% God, 50% man. Nope, 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 nope. He's 100% man, 100% God. He was man. As he went to the marriage of the wedding of Cana. But he was God when he turned the water into wine. He was man when he laid on that fishing boat asleep. But he was God when he stepped out on the bow of it and said, Peace be still. He was man when he sat by Jacob's well being thirsty. But he was God when he talked to that little woman and said, I give you a well of water that will never dry up. (laughs) My friend, I'm here to tell you, he was man when he went to the funeral possessions and into the grave sites. But he was God when he commanded them to get up again. That's the God that we serve today. That's the man named Jesus. That's the person of the blood. But the penalty of the blood, we can see in verse 25, then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. They said, kill him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to us. Let him die. Free Barabbas. Yeah, that's right. God must have wondered. Does anyone care that this is my only begotten son? Can you see him looking down the portals of glory? As his son was being beaten. His only begotten son willingly laying on a cross. Driving the spikes in his hands and in his feet. Blood being shed. Gambling for his garments. Plucking the beard, spitting upon him, putting the crown of thorns upon his head. I wonder if the God of heaven looked down and said, does anybody care that that's my son? Does anyone care that they're trampling on the blood of my son? Been many years ago, I told you this story. William will remember this story. He's used it at school. I do believe as he taught a class there in school. There was a businessman. Inside of town. Had a business there. He walked to his business every day. And he worked hard in his office. Walked from home. He would drop his son off as they were walking a couple of blocks down for the. He'd drop him off on the corner there to. Get a uh, the bus ride to school. Every evening that bus would come by and drop that little boy off at the same place. That boy would hop, skip, jump down a couple of blocks and go down there and meet with his daddy. And his daddy would they'll get together and they'll walk home. But this day was different. As this boy came and got off the school bus, he began to hop along down the road. Stepped off the end of the curb and a car hit him at a high rate of speed. Ran over him. Ambulances came. They got the boy. They put him in the ambulance and took him to the hospital. Someone went down to the office where the daddy was working and said, Sir, your son's been hit by a car. You need to get on up to the hospital. They've taken him in an ambulance. You need to get up there. He's in bad shape. Daddy ran over to the hospital. The doctor came out and said, Sir, I'm sorry. 
but your son is dead. And this man's heart broke. And his heart was, he just lost the love of his life. He had done lost his wife and now he's lost his son. And he began to walk out of that hospital with his head hanging low. And as he got to the spot to where his son was hid at the corner of that street, he still seen the blood stains on the road. And it was busy in the evening about the five o'clock hour and they were beginning to walk across the street back and forth and people were walking and trampling on the blood of that man's son. This man became irate. He said, whoa, does anybody care? That's the blood of my only son that you're walking on. He's no longer here. He's dead. Don't trample on the blood. Don't walk across the blood of my deceased son. I just wonder how many times God looks down upon us in our wicked and sinful ways and says, Don't trample on the blood. Don't trample on the innocent blood of my son. Because that's my boy. That's my son. And I love him and he died for you. Why are you walking on it like that? Yeah, that's right. Why? 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 I don't know about you today. But that little boy died and is in eternity today. Yeah. The dad since then has passed on. I hope they had a great reunion in heaven. But the one thing about the blood that was shed out of Jesus. The only begotten son. He did die. But thanks be unto God on the third day there was a resurrection. He got up from the ground. Got up from the grave. The stone kicked and run down the hill. Jesus came walking out victorious for you and I. Later on ascended up into the heavens. And is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Ready to make intercession for you and I. And my friend I'm glad I've got an advocate in Jesus today. Whatever your need may be, whether it be for salvation, or whether it be for mercy, or whether it be for grace, or whether it be for healing, or whether it be for a need of somebody else. He's ready and waiting and willing at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you and say, hey, hey, Father God, I died for Harold Perry. I died for Joe Floyd. I died for Brother Cliff. I died for Brother Brother Maxie, I died died for Sister Bradley and Sister Tina. I died for the Pearsons. I died for them. And Lord, we need an answer from heaven. They need help today. And I'm here to tell you, today people need help more than we've ever needed help before. Me included. I'm here to tell you, I'm glad I know that I've got a God that I can confide in and talk to. That He will come to me and talk with me and sup with me and eat 
with me around this table. I thank God I've got an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because He is the one that can walk on the water. He is the one that's raised the dead. He is the one that's healed blinded eyes. He is the one that can save and can heal. He is the God of heaven and everything. I want you to stand across this building this morning. Ricky, find something of the Blattons back there and play it since Josh ain't here to sing today. Just find something soft and sweet. You probably can find something back there. We're going to go to God in prayer and He's going to play us a little something. But if you've got a need today, don't leave this place of prayer without getting that need met. If you've got a need today of salvation, don't leave here without being saved. Listen, we're living in a wicked world. We're living in a world in which Jesus could come at any minute. The signs of the times are here. The signs of the times are everywhere. You look, it's here. Jesus is coming. Listen, I get depressed and discouraged the shape this mess is in around here about this world, our country, our nation's going to hell in a handbasket, but I get excited at the same time because I know all these things must come to pass. You've got a need today, you ought to come. Get your need met. If you don't have a need, you can probably think of a need of another. I thank God for intercessory prayer. If you don't pray for anybody today, why don't you pray that I get rid of this junk I got? Amen. Amen. I need all the help I can get. I thank God today for the opportunity to stand before you and to preach His Word. And I thank Him for the blood. His blessings, and Joe mentioned it earlier, the mercy and the grace. He didn't have to give it to us. But He gave it to us freely. And willingly. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. I pray you bless us. Help us. Help us to have gratitude toward thee. Help us to be, Lord, we are so unworthy. But help us to be appreciative of you. And Lord, we'll thank you. Some are already moving across this building. Save that one that may not be right with you. And God, if there be one here that's backslidden on your God, living out of your will, I pray that you'd bring them close to you at this day, this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You come.